0: (音楽) Thank you. Hello and welcome to another episode of Edge No Way. I'm your host Edge and what game it was against Chelsea away at Stamford Bridge at the bridge 1-0, 1-0 to the Arsenal and all that jazz. Fascinating. Um, it was just an amazing performance all throughout and hey, listen, is it the time? Is it the time to talk the title talk? No pillow talk, all the title talk? I don't know. But I think we should, we should. The the thing is, I mean, me personally, um, all these years of watching Arsenal, I don't think I have seen an Arsenal team being this close um, to a title contention, out and out title contention contention because we've been seeing this season barring city and that's a big bar um, but barring city there's no other team that is able to match our points total performance kind of team cohesion consistency any of these things and that is for the most part Uh, main man Mick Arteta and the players of course and just the whole culture that's been changed um, throughout these past two, two and a half years it has been an amazing journey to be honest but coming back to the um, the contention talk yeah, we sit top of the table we sit two points above City and we sit um, what is that I think third is Newcastle now so all the rivals for top four which remember was our original objective starting this season two points above City um, seven points above Newcastle with a game in hand 8 points against Spurs with a game in hand and what is that 11 points against Man Man United who have minus 1 goal difference and just lost 3-1 to the best of the evening managers Unai Emery yeah I think and We just beat Chelsea away at the bridge, Liverpool. They may have a resurgence after the World Cup, but that is yet to be seen. They haven't been consistent or shown any signs of um, massive um, resurgence as of yet. So I think we can be quite sure of our place top four famous last words no but actually top four um 34 points 13 games played um other top four rivals are falling away i would say this is the best time and why let the opportunity go to waste i mean if it's contention talk it's contention talk you know what? I would say, why not? Let's go for the title. Um, and just to bring it back to a larger narrative, um, point that this is not the only season because people were saying this last season. Pundits like Gary Gary Neville and whoever they were saying, I remember seeing this online. They were saying that oh, top four uh this was the best this was the last season was the best and the only time for this Arsenal team to even realize their top four dream because Chelsea wasn't doing well although they did do very well the first half of the season Spurs were just coming up new coach and everything Conte the best coach ever (laughs) and Man United had their issues um So, this was the best time for Arsenal to be top four. If they didn't do it, how could they ever? Because next season, everybody else was going to come back stronger, faster, meaner. But Arsenal was going to, you know, just flounder away. But that's the thing. This is a young team. The process is ongoing, baby. (laughs) And um, this has to next season we have to consider um that we will be better everyone else um everyone in our team will be one year older and we for sure if not in the in the january but we'll come to it but in the summer would have some more additions like the ones we had this season being jesus and zinchenko who went straight into the first 11. two out of 10 outfield players just improved right away that's that's a big improvement people usually gloss over that and we don't forget arsenal fans don't forget the transfer the transfer team that everybody put out sky bt (laughs) the best transfer who who had it who had the people spending 300 odd millions um chelsea did fofana um, Spurs, Richardson, Kukurea again, Chelsea, but that's the thing. You know, it's it's hard to say. And since this project has been now, they are saying, even their manager saying that this is a rebuild. This is a re- rebuild. It'll take time. It'll take money. But they have spent money. They have spent time with the same players, albeit other managers. So um, there is that. But going back to the game. We'll, we'll continue the title talk. The birds and the bees, the talk, after we talk about the game, but it was an emphatic performance against Chelsea. And I keep saying it at the bridge. Um, you know, being an Arsenal fan, you do fear while watching the game. You, you still feel nervous. So first half, I still felt that penultimate ball was missing, where we would get into the final third, do the things we do, Saka, Martinelli, Jesus, Odegaard, um, but that one little ball, you know, the the final ball that splits the back line, clear-cut chances, that still wasn't there, but we were kind of peppering them in a way that... We had perform. we had possession in their half more final third touches and they had one lackluster shot on target in the first half other than that it was all us, and i still felt that we maybe if all this um all this little intricate you know clear cut chances that people say about arsenal they try to walk the ball into the goal wasn't working then should we be more direct crosses um, more shots on target from outside the box outside the box but I thought we need to be more uh, direct in the first half but I'm not complaining it's just what I would do but of course we are top of the table so no complaints and still I felt that there were that was the story of the game until we scored that we missed some big chances and in the second half as we were as as we continued the the performance the second half was no different we recently we've been talking about this thing that where Arsenal falls off quite a bit in the second half whatever the case may be um, fatigue they act leggy they seem leggy the players but this one, this performance was straight up there. Um, transition from first half to second half flawless, and we missed two big chances in this in this in this game. And that's another one of the things. Um, the teams around us, being City and New and Newcastle, they are overperforming their xg more than um we are doing right now and it's not to say it's a big concern but it's something to keep your eye on where where all the top teams especially the one it's it's a case with the team with that liverpool team that won the title during during covid they performed their xg by a lot Uh, if you're listening to this you should go check it out um it's not in front of me so i can say by how much but it was a lot it was crazy and then all teams do it all title winning teams all teams that perform that end up in um first or second they perform they outperform their xg by a lot and then that's the thing it's it's the thing with out finishing your chances in simple in simple terms whatever you create you should be able to finish more. But that's been a thing. Um, Jesus hasn't scored in eight games. Um, uh, with that, with that thing with him, I personally would not like him to drop as as deep as he does, but I completely understand. The thing is, what the things that he does for the team, the support, the tackling, the best um, defending attacker as Pep said Um, these things that he does for the team are immense just just out there no one else does it he's like a dream forward for this kind of um, this kind of setup that Arsenal has and as long as it is working out for the team and clearly he's uh, Arteta has been asked multiple times during post-match interviews uh, pre-match interviews he does not seem to be much concerned by it he's of course every time he says of course jesus would like to score more but if he keeps assisting keeps doing what he's doing on the pitch for the 90 minute for the um whole game that he does he's happy and he's happy i'm happy i trust that it is all good and because it has been all good Look, we are, we're we're on the we're on the top, sitting, pretty, drinking champagne and all that. Um, so that's the thing. It was this game, and then was a, this game was a pretty dominant performance away, mind you. I keep reminding. I think um, pound for pound, this game was the biggest. Um, I wouldn't say the hardest because at the time, everyone thought that gonna going to turn up. Spurs, uh, we kind of always beat them at home. And uh, given our performance, our kind of momentum going into the game, everyone kind of thought that we would. But this thing with the Chelsea team, it's on paper, they have strong bench. They have strong first level. It's, it's just the performance of the team was quite lackluster, I would say. Auba, <laughs> all the talk about nothing personal he had i think eight touches the whole game four in the first half Four in the second half he was taken off around um 60 odd minute mark it was yeah that was the that was the story of the game their wingers couldn't just run away with the ball there even if they tried to the balls to them weren't accurate their forwards couldn't do much Harvard's, um pocketed, Mount, pocketed, broja, pocketed, alba, as evidenced by eight touches, pocketed, and that was the whole game, and I just, it didn't feel like a London Derby, of course, until Shaka <laughs> decided to do the shithousery that he does, and um, I think he just tried to waste time to be honest but perfect perfect and the whole team was behind him it was just like it was clear that by that point we we won the game there was no route one football from Chelsea because we controlled the game so much and it was basically clear um, that we were gonna win the game um, as soon as we scored so very impressive performance I don't think I have seen an Arsenal team this kind of good compared to their rivals um, excluding Man City in all the time I've been watching Arsenal yeah and that's a big statement because I don't I don't think after after the 7-8 after the 2007-8 season Arsenal have performed as good and going by the points total um we have factually historically never performed this good um, after what like 13 games into the season never and that is that is impressive no all all credit to the coaching staff manager um, and of course the players and the culture that's been created all all the props you know and yeah um, some things about the game that Saka battle with Kukurea again again I I've, I'm seeing this pattern where referees I think seem to have this issue with um Saka I don't know does he have a, a diving reputation now because um I see this keep happening I'm I am in disbelief that Kukureya did not get booked for however many fouls that he committed against Saka and then Saka c- committed one just Just kind of tripped him in retaliation because he wasn't given a clear foul um, outside the outside the outside Chelsea's box, and then he was yellow carded. Michael Oliver, it's it's everyone. I don't know what it is. England Player of the Year, you know, young, like the next best thing for England, and all these FA um, referees. English FA referees I don't know what they're doing I really think um, I, I have to say no black referees in 15 years in FA what does that say I see the treatment that um, Wilfred Saha and Raheem St- St- Sterling have been receiving all these years um, being some of the most fouled uh, players it's 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 kind of concerning, I'm not gonna lie, and, and at the same time seeing how much Kane is protected, there have been multiple incidents, um, there there was one at the end of the Arsenal, Arsenal game against Spurs at home where the game was done and dusted, long ball from one of the Spurs' back line. He was chasing it. Uh, Big Gabi uh, defend well. Brought his body in between Kane and the ball, and Kane just started um, throwing hands. Just and as Gabi fell on the ball, he just started k- kicking. the The camera was right there. the 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 linesman he was also right there, and referee wasn't that far away either and then they could have they have war but that thing he is protected and then the thing he does when um contesting for a mid-air ball he just bumps the opponent at the exact moment which is quite uh, dangerous because um you can easily change your orientation in mid-air fall uh, badly you know um so I'd, so if you do protect one English player being the English referees, I can understand somehow I mean it shouldn't happen but I, I can understand from from a point of view that all English players are protected but this is just this is just something that I don't think it's hmm, I don't think it's. Hmm approached very um fairly by these referees that's the nicest thing I can that's the nicest way I can put it and anyway with the with the performances of Saka I don't think if I've mentioned this before I'm pretty sure I have in the the previous episodes but at the start of the season I thought he was looking leggy because he wasn't taking people on at every opportunity because i've been watching him for two to three seasons now and then um of course uh, um since he broke into the first team playing as wing back, he would just take people on you know he would just he would just try to run past them but um the first few games you know when the he had a little gna drought people were saying like oh shit he's he's not he's not he's not the same player maybe it's like one of those um Slumps the sophomores slumps when a player performs really well in the first season but not the second season. But now I I realize after watching him closely for thirteen odd games now plus uh, Europa League league games um, that he has gone through this kind of growth. I think he's choosing and picking his moments against the against the opponents because I really see that he just calculates um watches the runs and then it's not it's not a single kick pony that you just um dribble st- step over make half a yard c- cross he's he's more than that and then you can see even chelsea players at some point they were doubling him whenever they didn't do that that Jorginho didn't move in with kukurea uh, to help him kukurea was getting cooked and of course, if he were given yellow cards, <laughs> um, he wouldn't be able to uh, do that. But he, f- after five fouls, I think two of them were uh, yellow card worthy. He still wasn't given the card. So, of course, he could keep doing it. And, but still, even then, he was, he was getting cooked. And that is, that is all of it is credit to Saka. His growth has been clear and apparent and that is of course um, due to him due to the coaching staff I think he's been he's been coming coming along just fine you know understatement but it is what it is and yeah a phenomenal result I keep saying this but at the bridge Arsenal you know they've been like there's been this an, a narrative this Kind of multiple times disproven, but maybe at some point was half true that soft belly, arsenal, weak spine, all through the all through the um, first team and the and the squad, no real kind of gumption, no real um, sort of cojones, you know. But I think this team is proving it wrong at such a young. Stage. I think the average average age of uh, this the, the Arsenal team that played at the bridge was 24.9. And being so young and then showing such kind of maturity how they saw the game out against a big six rival, let's be honest. And I don't think any of us imagined that the process would be this far along uh, at this point in the season because again still the main aim is top four slowly, slowly coming back to the to the talk <laughs> the the aim is still was and is still top four but and given that given how we're performing it wouldn't be a failure uh, if we miss out on the title if you're number two, and n- nobody's saying that. And uh, I don't know, maybe um, rival fans will put it in those um, terms as they did. Uh, um, and some pundits did. After last season, we missed out on top four because of ma- major injuries. Um, party, Tierney, Tomiyasu, of course. And then at few games, at few games, Crucial games, Ben White. Um, We missed out, but then at that stage, fifth Europe was the aim, and Edu said it in his interview. But given that how we've um, kind of outperformed our expectations, why not just go for it? Who cares if that's bottling, quote unquote, at the end if we don't win the title? That there's no bottling against this. Manchester City side that's just not a thing Holland he's at, he's at 18 go- goals for the season is it um in the Premier League that's that's crazy and yeah uh, uh, so that's the thing um 34 points in 13 g- in games in Premier League um I think just what one game Wolves left until we break for the world cup and easily we could be top when the um until christmas uh, until after the world cup one thing to say with the with this with the squad that we have um right now after like 13 14 15 players there's not much there um it is a thin squad to kind of play to and go for all the competitions and of course as the season goes through some players will come back from the World Cup um, there has to be some sort of refresh here right I think fresh blood would really help um, I think this season the January market would be more uh, would be more kind of there would be more things going on um, I have this feeling, because players would be injured in the World Cup. Teams would see see this as um, an opportunity to kind of go and get some players, which they wouldn't do in a normal year, in a non-World Cup year. Um, so this is the thing, you know, I think. And it would be such a boost for the club, um, players and manager I like that we break for the World Cup at the top of the table, um, above City, that, that would be huge. But um, understand and remember all the past seasons, you, if you want to beat this City side, it has to be on the upwards of 90, 92 points, 92 to 95, points. Because, they don't slip up as evidenced by their um home Fulham performance they looked down and out conceding a conceding a penalty it it looked like a draw but then uh, soft penalty Haaland slotted it in so you can never put this City side out of of the title equation, of course, and can never completely say that, oh yeah, Arsenal are the favorites. No, we're not. Everyone knows it, but contention is another thing. Why not, is what I'm saying. And I'm one of the people who would be the least likely to just, you know, thump your chest and go for it because all the Arsenal teams I've seen in the recent past, I wasn't there for the... Invincibles as in I didn't watch any football games. I was really young, so um all I've seen is kind of the um the the banter era. Arsenal were good, but rivals were spending like crazy taking our best players. you know how it went van Percy um Chelsea taking our players, um Man City taking our players, Nazarri Sanya. And they're all uh, man, Manchester United taking our players, Alexis even even until that point was it was crazy. you know, you would just expect something from a season, not title, just performances, some some progress, but that would just not come and you would just be reeling um, from the disappointment from the expectations. but here I don't think there's any disappointment if we don't finish the season at the top we go again next year we have time on on our side we have talent and we have the process and the culture on the side because um i think arteta uh, mentioned it who wouldn't want to play for arsenal i mean at this point um players all around the world would see this Almost a shoe-in for top four and yes I do think that there has to be a a massive fall off if you ha- if you're gonna if you're gonna miss out from top four because um look at look at the other teams who's gonna finish Newcastle tottenham manchester United chelsea Liverpool, let's throw Brighton in as well um they're all very close and then i i don't think anyone any single one of them has shown enough consistency to be um to be kind of confident that they would be in top four and nothing's a certainty right but in january if everything is kind of done right and why wouldn't why wouldn't it of course i'm not saying that we're going to keep the this pace because if we keep this pace for the whole season um, we would be upwards of 90 points but let's just say that of course even if we drop off a bit slow down but performances don't say that um the consistency and the metrics and the momentum does not point to the fact that we are going to slow down let's for the sake of the argument say we do um Who's to say that um, all these rivals aren't going to hit their kind of bumps on the road at some point too? City, even City, drops points. So this is to take nothing away from this Arsenal team and performance and to the hope that why couldn't we do it post-World Cup, post the... January um, transfer window where there has been some there have been some inklings from Arteta that we would invest you never know um, but if we don't do it this year let's go for it next year but the thing is to enjoy these performances and just you know at some point at I think us Arsenal fans should start to change our tune because every like the whole time we are like, Oh, no, 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 we are going to top four. I mean, can't, at only for the fear of, Oh, what if it doesn't happen? I don't want to get disappointed. If you're playing this well, do you care? Because sure, even if you don't finish for the title and not to say that there cannot be criticisms, even I'm talking about the concerns during the first half and the second half and um, um, the f- finishing metrics and the XG, the overperformance upon XG for actual title contention metrics, all these things aside, I, th- I really think Arsenal's fans should take that kind of leap from... Um, doubt to belief, because and all these things that I've just said my argument is why not? Are we just afraid of getting disappointed? Well, when our uh, back line was um, Socrates, Mustafi and Kolasinac weren't we going to get disappointed then? So here's my point I mean why not just go for it and i think to that point um let's see how we uh finish these final two games of the um pre-world cup part of the season brighton at home for the league cup and Wolves away um let's uh, see going forward if we if we even should focus on the cups focus on um, these other competitions which we may not have the um, squad uh, depth we oh we definitely uh, don't have the squad for it but let's see if the manager goes for it um, I'm sure we, we would like to win everything that comes our way But maybe at some point you have to, you know Focus at some points and cut our losses uh, But other than that, you know what? It's time for the talk What do you guys think? Is the title talk real? You know? It's time for the talk The birds and the bees I think it is Anyway, I'll see you guys next time, take care.